Today's sermon is going to be about the blessing of fear. Now, I can already hear the minds churning, saying, say, what? Fear and blessing? How can fear ever be a blessing? I will tell you, it can be a blessing many, many times. I'm going to talk about fear and the God-given gifts that can come to us as a result of fear. Now, there are two types of fear. The first is what I call everyday fear. Our lives and the society in which we live are based upon it. A good example is all the fear-producing events that occur when we drive a car. We stop at red lights because of the fear of getting caught when we don't, or the accident we might cause if we run the red light. We stay on our side of that thin, dotted little line in the middle of the road because we hope, well, well, we hope that people on the other side of that line will stay on their side because of the fear of what would happen if either one of us crossed it. There are other areas of life where everyday fear plays an important role in ordered society. We obey our parents, at least most of the time, because of the wisdom and the life lessons they can provide to us and the fear of punishment if we don't. We obey people in authority such as policemen, teachers, bosses, and coaches because of the fear of the consequences if we don't obey them. There is a second kind of fear that can literally attack us and how we function on a day-to-day basis. This type of fear is so strong that it can completely take control of our lives and everything in them. It can paralyze us. I call this fear overwhelming. And it can take several names, it can take a whole lot of names, but several of them are severe anxiety reaction, terror reaction, and catastrophic thinking, or frequently all three of them rolled in together. When they arrive, even our health may become seriously affected. The first scriptural passage for today deals with an event which produced overwhelming fear to the, to the disciples of Jesus. I'll set the scene for you. Jesus and his disciples had a long, rough day. Jesus had been teaching to a crowd so large that he had to stand in a boat that was anchored off the shore. Jesus said that, let's go, it's time to leave, and I want to cross the Sea of Galilee. Jesus and his disciples set out at night to cross the Sea of Galilee. Now, some of his disciples were fishermen, so to make such a nighttime crossing was not unusual for them. However, during this night, a violent windstorm arose. The storm described in Mark was so much stronger and so much more dangerous than usual. It produced such high waves that they were breaking over the boat and flooding into it. 
The wind was howling. No candlelight would show through the darkness. And even if there was light, they could not have seen it because the spray from the waves were coming into their eyes and stinging them. They knew that if the boat sank, they could never survive such a turbulent storm. They would surely drown. It's hard for us to imagine the overwhelming anxiety and sheer terror that the disciples felt at that time. The reaction of the disciples to the storm was, in fact, overwhelming fear. They obviously did not have the inner strength, the inner ability to deal with the storm on their own. They needed help. The storm literally drove them to Jesus for that help. The scripture passages tells us that Jesus' demeanor was the direct opposite of that of the disciples. Instead of being frantic with overwhelming fear and thinking he was about to die, Jesus was sound asleep. Was sound asleep. After the disciples awakened him, Jesus uttered the words, Peace, be still. The winds ceased. The waves went away. And there was dead calm. The storms in our lives can have a similar effect upon us as it did is the storm that was present with the disciples had upon them. Now, I'm sure that most of you will never experience such a storm at sea like the disciples did. Well, I have, and I'm going to tell you the story of one of those storms. It was during a sailboat race, and right after the start of our class for the race, by the way, it was a beautiful day. It was 75 degrees out on the water. It was blowing about 10 knots. It was beautiful. So right after we started, our radios lit up with these calls. Mayday, mayday, I've been dismasted. My boat is getting swamped by the storm. And we looked out, and all we could see was a beautiful day. But what was happening, we looked closer, what was happening to the boats who were out on the horizon is they were in extremely rough weather, a lot of wind, and a lot of waves. So, we'd never seen such a thing. However, fortunately for us, I hired an Australian uh, racing pro to sail with us that season. And he immediately told us, get down most of the sails. Get them down. Get them down. Also, put on your PFDs, otherwise known as life preservers, personal flotation devices. And so we did. And all of a sudden, the wind hit this boat, our boat my boat, and knocked it over almost on its side. We had very little sail up, and the power of it knocked it over on its side, or almost. And everybody was scrambling around trying to hang on to things and so forth and so on. And I happened to, I was at the wheel, and I turned around and I look at the pro who was standing behind me, and he was smiling. And he thought, well, it looked like he thought he was having a great time. Well, we made it through that. 
Nobody fell overboard. Nobody drowned. We had a few broken things on the boat, but that was it. And I will tell you, for what I thought was an hour, but probably was only about five to ten minutes, I experienced overwhelming fear. Now, we, after the whole event, it was described to us that what we had been in was a very powerful wind shear, where the wind drops down in a column and then spreads. Very unusual, but it happened that day. I don't know if you remember because there was damage done in Los Angeles by it. So, we are all certainly confronted with equally strong storms in the lives we lead that the disciples and I have had. Those storms break into two main categories. The first are the natural storms, like the one encountered by the disciples. We routinely hear about hurricanes, tornadoes, and massive rainstorms that cause flooding, damage, and death, and every once in a while, a wind shear. We in Southern California have been hearing for years about how the big one is coming every day, the massive earthquake that will strike right here. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people will die, and there will be massive destruction on a huge scale. We all probably know that people are experiencing at least everyday fear in anticipation of the earthquake to come. I know quite a few people who keep enough food and water in their homes to last for one or two months. I also know people who have installed a generator in their home to keep things running when the power grid goes out. The second type of storm we all experience are the emotional storms that can be brought out and brought upon us in the living of our daily lives. The sudden and unexpected death of a loved one. The call from the doctor advising us that the tests that we had were in fact positive and we have cancer. The senseless, horrific, and interminable wars that continue throughout the world or the increasing limitations, pain, and frustration that come from the process of aging. All those are storms that come into our lives and many more. Most people react to those storms with some type of fear. Fear of death, fear of the cancer, fear of these wars, fear, fear, fear. Those types of storms can last days, weeks, months, and years. And instead of dealing with the effect of those storms swirling around us, we shrink back and try to hide from them. And it is precisely at those times that we need to stand up to those storms, that we need to not let them take control of us, that we need to face them with courage and strength. And where do we get that courage and strength? From only one source. From only one source. God through Jesus Christ. So how can we receive those gifts to battle the inevitable storms of fear? The Apostle Paul answers that question in our second scriptural passage for today. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything 
But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is important to remember that God has never promised us a life without natural or emotional harms. There's an old saying, you are either entering into a storm, or you are in a storm, or you're about to enter into a storm. But what God has promised is the strength, the power, the fortitude to deal with those storms. And that strength, fortitude, and power can only come to us from God. We can endure those storms. We can survive those storms and become stronger because of those storms. Again, Paul states at Romans 5, 3 through 5, We boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces Hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. To illustrate what I'm saying, I'm going to ask a question. When we have made our most strident, emotional, and intense prayers to God. And we have done that. What was going on in our lives? Now, I mean those times when we get down on our knees and pray to God. There are tears streaming from our eyes. We are talking to God and frequently yelling at God. What is going on in our lives that causes us to do that? Well, I'm pretty sure, all of us, including me, we're going through an emotional storm of life when we prayed a prayer with such intensity. Many of us can say our most deep and meaningful experiences with God have been in our darkest days, when the storm is raging, when we are emotionally broken, when we feel very much alone and there is nowhere else to go except to God. Now, in all these situations, we can see what is happening. First, the storms of life create overwhelming fear within us. Second, we quickly learn that we do not have the strength or the ability to deal with those storms on our own. And third, just as the disciples in our first scriptural passage, we are pushed or even kicked to God. We become closer to God. As a result of that push or kick, not only will we be closer to God, we will be able to take the steps of trust and faith in God. Then the storms of life, while not being eliminated, can be dealt with without allowing them to paralyze us or with fear. You see, fear does have a blessing. 
My next and final question to all of us, me and you, why wait? Why wait for the storms to come? And they will. They will come. Why wait until the storms overwhelm us and we find ourselves lost and alone? Why wait? Step out today. Step out right now and enter into the blessings of faith in God, the blessings of trusting God, and the blessings of recognizing that God is present with us right now, right here, and blessing our lives with the ability to deal with any storm that will come into those lives, including, including the storms of overwhelming fear and everyday fear. Yes, there is a blessing to fear. All we need to do is recognize it and then with God minimize it. Let it all be so. Amen.